Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. Hey everybody, welcome to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and this is a Season 1 recap of Batwoman. So I know that I have been doing uh, an episode-by-episode look at Batwoman, but with uh, coronavirus and the quarantine and everything and CW shows going on hiatus, I didn't realize that Batwoman had come back, and I kind of binge-watched the last few episodes, so I figured instead of doing just separate looks at each of the episodes, let me just kind of wrap this season up in general. And I'm not really going to kind of break down the last couple of episodes like I usually do. I mean, I'll talk about the things that happened and everything. But overall, I really just want to take a look at this um, at this season, at this show in general, and just kind of see really what the future holds for Batwoman and the CW. So really what I would say is, is that uh, really, the, I don't want to say that I felt that they rushed to the end. And the thing is, is look, as I don't know how these shows are made. I don't know how these shows are produced. I know that shows were kind of put on hiatus a little bit with everything going on with coronavirus and quarantine. I don't know. I doubt, I doubt that means the filming of them because I don't think they would be able to film them with everything going on. Maybe they could have, but I think it's really kind of more in the production area. So as far as I know... I don't think these last few episodes, these last three or four episodes, I don't think that they were just kind of hastily written and put out there haphazardly. I really think, you know, they were written out and they were shot most likely before all this stuff happened. I really kind of think it's in the post-production stuff that kind of slowed things up a bit, at least again, I mean, that's as far as I know, you know, (laughs) I, I don't really know how television like production works and television filming works so i can't really you know definitely say for sure but i do kind of feel that i do kind of feel that towards the end i i do kind of feel that it 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 rushed a bit and this was something that i was kind of worried about i think i spoke about this pretty much at the midway point or the beginning of the second half of this season like i said you know it really looked like they were kind of starting to get into the home stretch and it didn't look like they had a clear end in mind And look, I get it. You know, they obviously want this show to go on for a few seasons. So obviously you have to kind of build up. You have to have a cliffhanger, but you have to have some kind of resolution. I... I don't know. I kind of feel that they they kind of scramble to the end here and things got a bit convoluted, which is weird because really I kind of felt that after uh, the events and crisis on Infinite Arts, I really felt that the show which at that time I thought was doing a pretty good job, had started to kind of pick up. But it really seems that like these last few episodes, I don't know what happened. You know, I don't know different writers or, or, or what it is. But uh, basically, you know, the story of the second half was sort of, you know, again, continuing the saga with Alice. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, Kate knew who Alice was. Kate knew that Alice was her sister, Beth. We had the whole crisis on infinite earths happen. We had Beth from an alternate earth come over. It kind of looked like with the way things were going there that she would survive, Alice would die. I mean, obviously, Alice is, is the big villain this season and probably will be 
you know, the major villain. I mean, I really think that Alice is going to kind of be Batwoman's Joker, you know, like like a major villain like that, which it's not really necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I was a little bit against that in the beginning, kind of thinking that looking at the comics and looking at Alice in the comics that, you know, this wasn't going to be kind of like her big overarching villain, but I really think that that's probably what's going to happen. And again, it's not really a bad thing. You know, the actress that plays her, I think she does a great job with it. And, uh, you know, I think it's, I think there could be some really interesting storytelling there, but really, you know, as we were getting towards the end here, like, like I said, it didn't really look like we had an end game in sight. Um, it, it didn't really look like they kind of had a plan on how they were really going to wrap this up. Obviously, they were going to introduce a new sort of like big bad or a new, you know, overall villain for the next season. And it turned out to be a woman by the name of uh, Sophia Sahil. Now, that's not a name that I was not familiar with. Uh, I did some digging on it. It looks like, you know, she's someone that Kate knew from way back when, ran afoul of, but it doesn't look like that's what they're doing here. This, you know, Alice has definitely met Sophia Sahal. Um, Julia Pennyworth has also kind of run afoul of her as well. And I think Julia Pennyworth is a good place to start with kind of how these last few episodes of Batwoman really kind of got convoluted. Um, Julia Pennyworth does come back. She kind of thrusts herself into Kate's life, you know, um, and it's, I don't know. I, I kind of didn't like, I didn't see her coming back. Um, I mean, I saw her more coming back sort of maybe as like a pop in, you know, kind of special guest star thing like that. But for her just to suddenly kind of appear the way she did and then just kind of thrust herself into Kate's life. And then it turns out that she had run afoul of this Sophia Sahal, Sahil, sorry. And uh, really, these last few episodes was was everybody kind of looking for the diary of Lucius Fox. So if you remember kind of about, you know, through the second half of the season, about halfway through it, early on in Batwoman, there was a um, there was a villain called the Executioner and he was going around. He he was looking to get rid of a judge. Um, a district attorney or, or a lawyer from the district attorney's office and a cop that basically the three of them were kind of like funneling criminals through the criminal system, you know, making arrests with little to no evidence, uh, the DA and the judge kind of colluding to kind of push these people through get them into Arkham, get them into Blackgate. The executioner exposed all of this because of all of that. All those cases, you know, all the cases that this judge had tried and this DA had sat on and this cop had been involved with were now up for question. One of them was the man who had allegedly killed Lucius Fox, Luke's, Luke Fox's um, father. And, you know, we're starting to see that there is kind of like this this big conspiracy here with the death of Lucius Fox. Um, so it turns out that Lucius Fox had a diary where he pretty much kept all the bat secrets on it. And everybody wants this diary. Uh, Alice wants it. Sophia Sahil wants it. Um, and... You know, that's that's kind of what these last few episodes were, was trying to get the diary of Lucius Fox, because apparently it contained all the secrets, all the bat secrets, as well as as it's discovered when Luke, you know, is is given the chance to translate it, of course, under duress. But when he's given a chance to translate it, um, it actually gives in details a way to kill Kate Kane, a way to kill Batwoman. Now, when they kind of made this re revelation, I thought like. And, and they hinted at the fact that it's going to take kryptonite to kill her. I was like, okay, where are we going here with this? 
it turns out that kryptonite not only is it highly toxic to kryptonians it's also almost virtually virtually indestructible and it seems like you know that material if it's made into like a bullet let's say it can actually penetrate the bat suit okay so lucius fox made the bat suit to withstand just about everything but kryptonite you know it's it's, it's again there there's a point there's there's a point in these episodes where alice gets her hands on the diary and you know she's very determined to it's, it's written in just this I don't want to say outlandish, but it's written in a very highly complex code. Lucius Fox, of course, as we knew, as we know, was was a brilliant man. He writes it in this very complex code. You know, Alice is very frustrated. She wants it translated because she wants the secrets to kill Batwoman. She's she's now set. She's now determined. You know, she wants Kate to die and not just die, like like to really to really know and to suffer. And Mouse is saying, like, you know who she is. When she's out of the bat suit, just just shoot her, just kill her, you know. Do and she's like, no, 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 no. It has to be. It has to be this way. Alice is Alice, and in a way, I kind of get it. So the thing is, is you know, is it, it's a rush to find Lucius Fox's diary. It's then a rush to find Kryptonite. You know, with the whole finding the diary. Uh, you know, and Alice gets her hand on the diary and then, you know, kidnaps Julia, kidnaps uh, uh, Luke, uh, Luke, uh, Luke, sorry, Luke Fox, and is keeping them in Arkham, torturing Luke to translate it. Batwoman goes there to save him, you know, because of all that, all the inmates in Arkham are freed by, by Alice and Mouse to kind of cover their escape because of this, you know, Jacob now head of the crows is blaming Batwoman for it. Batwoman's a menace. He's going to shoot her on sight. I, I don't know. These last few episodes, I really felt like a lot of this stuff felt very, very rushed. And I felt like for the first half of the series and the first half of the second half of this series, so the first 75%, <laughs> there you go, I could do math. The first 75% of the season, for the most part, was pretty good. I mean, there were some low points, but for the most part, I thought it was pretty good. They were doing some good storytelling. They were doing some really, really good character development. Um, this last kind of part got very, very silly. Uh, we introduced the character of Hush, which, in my opinion, did not go over very, very well. It was not a very, very good version of Hush. Um, I, I felt like that was very forced. I, I, I felt like it, it didn't really add too much to 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 the show to is 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 he going to become Batwoman's villain now? I mean his his agenda is really more geared towards Batman. I, I don't know. I I I I really wasn't sure you know where they were going with that. And again, with uh, Julia Pennyworth coming in and just kind of getting shoehorned in there and just kind of just popping up in places that she shouldn't be and and just kind of it, I just felt like okay. We're adding a bunch, not a bunch, but we're adding a few more characters here towards the end, and it's getting a little convoluted. Now, in the finale, in the season finale, basically what happens is, is yeah, you know, there's all these Arkham inmates on loose, but there's one specifically, you know, we see this guy in kind of the cold open. He's going through, like, the Gotham City metro system, you know, through the subway system, uh, carrying two machetes, uh, gets on a train, and kills what appears to be a random man, but there's a little bit more to it than that. Um, Jacob shows up, you know, with the crows to, to confront him, to try to bring him to justice. Kate is there as kind of as backup and it's sort of like, okay, 
this guy is going to be kind of like the villain for, for this episode. So it turns out that he's a former Gotham Knights football player, uh, star football player, uh, Gotham born and raised, and um, really through a combination of repeated head trauma from playing football and from the use of steroids to make him almost invulnerable, you know, he suffered some brain damage for it. Um, one of the things is, is he's unable to feel pain, and uh, because of the steroids, um, the reason his career ended is is uh, on the field, a referee made a call, bad call, or a call that he disagreed with, and he, you know, in front of all these fans on live TV, basically snapped the guy's neck. Um, that's why he sent away to Arkham. And now he's kind of out and he's looking for revenge. Uh, the man that he kills on the subway was uh, the lawyer that had tried to defend him or had prosecuted him. Uh, I forget which one. He he had killed like a, a neuroscientist who I guess was employed by the Gotham Knights to kind of clear these guys. You know, they're supposed to get CAT scans every season and uh, had basically lied and said that this guy was fine and he should keep playing football because you know it was a little bit of a commentary on that you know batwoman tries to go after him but you know from the steroids and from the fact that because of the 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 type of brain damage that he suffered he feels no pain you know he he really does a number on him so she tries to make a deal with jacob and with the crows that we need to work together mary kind of acts as a go-between you know she's like look you know let me try to negotiate a deal here uh, this just enrages Jacob. And here's the thing is, is, look, as I get it, Jacob has never been a fan of Batwoman throughout this series. He's kind of sort of tolerated her. And, you know, I, I, I think, you know, the feeling I kind of got throughout it is, is that he sees Batwoman as a vigilante. He doesn't really think much of vigilantes because Batman, as we know from way, way back when at the beginning of the show, wasn't able to save his wife uh, and Beth, or so he thought at the time. You know, there was really only Kate that had survived that car accident that we saw way back when at the start of the series. Um, he just doesn't seem to be a fan of vigilantes in general. He also kind of sees, you know, we saw it early on in the series that when Batwoman is back, or I shouldn't say back, but when she comes on the scene and it looks like there's now a, a new Bat in Gotham, it's definitely a challenge to his position as the head of Crow security, which was keeping Gotham safe really in the interim when Batman vanished or just left Gotham. So I can kind of see that, but it's it's just this this blind rage that he experiences towards the end is, you know, okay, granted, uh, because of her intervention at Arkham, yes, all the inmates get free there. Alice does escape, and he kind of says it here in this final episode. It's like, you know, my wife's killer's out there because of her. Hey, I, I don't know. It just seems like this dislike that he had for Batwoman just suddenly blew up into this rage. Like like these last couple episodes, he just just turned into this incredible rage monster, which to me was completely out of character. You know, we see him get angry throughout this season, and we and we understand where he's coming from. But just this whole thing towards the end here, um, where he does strike a deal with Batwoman to to bring this guy to justice, and again, this is what we get here is Batwoman confronts you know confronts this guy, uh, you know, in the Gotham Knights Stadium. She's the one that actually is able to lure him out, and. Um, she does fight him. She fights him right there in the football field, and she's actually able to get through to him because earlier in the episode, we she was able to deduce that this guy was going to um, target his brother. His brother also played for the Gotham, or I should say does play for the Gotham Knights. He's a running back, uh, but his testimony kind of helped put his brother into in jail. So, you know, he, Batwoman knew that he was going to be a target. And, he's, and before, you know, 
before this guy gets killed, he does tell Kate, he, or Batwoman, I should say, that, you know, look, you know, he wasn't always this monster. He was really a nice guy. He looked after all the kids in the neighborhood. He'd walk them to the school bus, make sure they got the school safe, this and that. So that's how Batwoman kind of reasons with him. And she actually gets through to him. He actually looks like he's going to kind of give up. And the crows swoop in and they, they murder him essentially um you know they pretty much shoot him in cold blood they're, they're definitely not going to take this guy in and then they pretty much turn on batwoman you know they start firing at her and you know she she does manage to escape and this is really kind of like where the season ends uh alice does kill mouse because in the end here mouse is sort of saying look everything is over for us the jig is up you know we have this nice life in arkham that's gone now. We really have nothing, you know, let's, let's just leave, you know, shoot Kate and get it over with. If you're not going to do that, instead of trying to come up with this elaborate plan, trying to find kryptonite, just get out already. Just let's just get out of here. And Alice is sort of like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. And they have a final tea party and she poisons him. <sighs> yeah. Uh, again, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I really felt like that. I, I felt that was kind of like, uh, we got this mouse character. We don't know what to do with them anymore. So we'll just end it here. Again, it really did feel kind of rushed. Uh, and what really what we get towards the end here is, uh, you know, Batwoman does escape. Jacob clearly wants to kill her because, you know, in the end, uh, you know, one of his soldiers, one of his crow security guys comes up and he's like, everything we fired at Batwoman pretty much bounced off her suit. He shows her these slugs that couldn't penetrate the bat suit and one of them is from a desert eagle to which jacob's like well that could penetrate anything uh i mean i'm no gun expert but whatever and he's like well obviously we're going to need something bigger and badder so clearly he wants to murder Batwoman. i i mean yeah there's animosity between the two of them and just I, I don't get it i just didn't get this sudden turn to like this violent rage you know this rage monster at the end of the season who's just like just make the biggest gun we can get and and this is how we're going to kill batwoman you know and and again it's yes you know it's a high-tech suit but really i mean you know it, uh, like they're acting like they're they're acting like it's impossible you know when when batwoman is in this suit I mean, she's essentially like Superman, like she's indestructible. And come on, I mean, clearly that's that's not the case, but it is what it is. And the thing is, with a little bit of kryptonite, there was a little bit of kryptonite hidden in the Batcave. Now, this was not the one that Kate discovered during Crisis on Infinite Earths. When she went to an alternate Earth, she found an older Bruce Wayne, and uh, they took the kryptonite from there. She was going to give it to Kara, you know, basically saying, you know, look, I was holding on to this because you were getting a little bit out of control. She's like, but... I see you're in control and I don't need it. To which Carver said, no, I want you to hold on to it, you know, in case we ever do need it, in case, you know, for whatever reason, I go crazy, somebody possesses me, you know, whatever it is. If I get out of control, you know, I trust you to put a stop to it and I trust you to hold on to it because I know you won't use it unless you absolutely have to. So that's the thing as we get here towards the end is Luke thinks he destroyed all the kryptonite that's on their earth and she reveals that she does have this bit of kryptonite left and Luke is like, well, let's destroy it. And she's like, well, it's not mine to destroy, meaning that she is going to talk to Kara about it and, you know, see what should be done about it. And, okay, I guess that'll happen next season. Um, and, again, the big villain that's supposed to appear next season, this Sophia Sahil, 
I mean, we have some rumors about her, we have some innuendo about her, but there's no appearance of her, so I guess we'll wait and see next season. Now, the thing is, is again, with everything going on, with, you know, the quarantine and the virus and everything, who knows when they're going to start shooting these shows, making these shows, writing these shows, so who knows when this stuff is even coming back. Will I watch it when it comes back? Yeah, I probably will. You know, I'll, I'll start it off. I'll watch it. If it's good, I'll keep watching it. If it's not, well, I'll turn it off. Well, you know, I mean, this pretty much ends the, you know, the first season of Batwoman and, you know, really stuff on the CW except Stargirl. Stargirl pretty much, you know, as Batwoman ended, Stargirl is just getting started. Um, you could see it on the CW and you could see it on DC Universe as well. I am going to be watching the first episode, and uh, in a couple of days, I'll come back and I'll give my take on the first episode. And if I think it's worth it, uh, I'll do an episode by episode of Star Girl. This is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later. See